0: Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of his word together. Hey, this is Emily. Thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's just start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as praise him for all that he's done, is doing, and will do. prayer for aid against attack. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this day. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would lead me and give me understanding. I ask that you would be near to me and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Today's scripture is Romans 4 and we will be reading 1 through 12. What then can we say that Abraham, our physical ancestor, has found? If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to brag about, but not before God. For what does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness now to the one who works pay is not considered a gift but is something owed but to the one who does not work but believes on him who declares the ungodly to be righteous his faith is credited as righteousness likewise David also speaks of the blessing of the man God credits righteousness to apart from works how joyful are those whose lawless acts are forgiven and whose sins are covered how joyful is the man the Lord will never charge with sin is this a blessing only for the circumcised then or is it also for the uncircumcised for we say faith was credited to Abraham for righteousness in what way then was it credited while he was circumcised or uncircumcised not while he was circumcised but uncircumcised And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while still uncircumcised. This was to make him the father of all who believe but are not circumcised, so that the righteousness may be credited to them also. And he became the father of the circumcised who are not only circumcised, but who also follow in the footsteps of the faith of our father Abraham had while he was uncircumcised. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this scripture, I think it's important to note here that Paul is using a figure of speech called metonymy, where he is using one example of a concept to signify that entire concept. So in this passage that we just read, it's not about circumcision. Circumcision is the example that is being used to refer to the law. And the days uh, that Paul was writing to, circumcision would have been considered kind of the entryway into the law of Moses. So he's using that as an example, not about actual circumcision, but using it as an example to refer to the law as a whole. And in particular, he's talking about, in terms of the law, uh, a works-based faith. So he's comparing salvation through faith versus salvation through works. And he uses Abraham here in this example because Abraham was the most esteemed man among the Jewish people of Paul's day. Um, He was just the standard of righteousness for a Jewish man. So Paul breaks down a logical argument here and he asks, When was Abraham declared righteous? And if we look back in the Old Testament, we see that Abraham is declared righteous as an uncircumcised man. And then about 14 years later, he goes through the covenant of circumcision um, as a response to, to signify the change that had happened in his heart. But he is declared righteous 14 years before he goes through that process. So for Paul, what he's saying is, Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness, not his works. And the works that he did, the covenants that he took on, the, um, the actual physical manifestation of those promises, those came after it, his faith was already credited as righteousness. And this is important because um, this little sentence in verse 4, it says, Now to the one who works, pay is not considered a gift, but as something owed. And I think this is a concept we all understand in our capitalist culture. Um, No one wants to do free labor, right? We want to be paid for our labor. And if we translate that into a spiritual setting, if we believe that our works justify us, then salvation is owed to us because of our good works. That is contrary to everything that the Bible tells us. But that's that's the point that Paul is really trying to drive home here, is that if you believe that your works justify you, then you are owed your salvation. And God does not owe us our salvation. There is nothing that we can do to put God in debt to us. For me personally, I don't think I struggle as much with a works-based salvation theology but I do see this play out in a more subtle way in my faith where I feel like I am owed good things because of how righteous I work to be Um, and I that righteousness is only given to me through Christ but there is a temptation in my heart to say that I am owed favor because I continually submit to the Lord Uh, and that is false that is a false feeling it is a feeling from the enemy to try to take root in my heart and discount the grace that I have been given in some ways it's effectively my sin saying well I know I didn't earn my salvation but I earned this blessing So to wrap this up and give you something to kind of think about as you go about your day, um, a good check for me to evaluate where my heart is um, is to gauge my response to the Lord's favor. And we see in verse 9, no, sorry, 7, David wrote, How joyful are those whose lawless acts are forgiven and whose sins are covered. How joyful is the man the Lord will never charge with sin. So when I remember that I deserve death, I deserve an eternity apart from God with just consequences for my sin, my reaction to his favor is much more tender. Uh, My reaction to the little things, to getting a close parking spot when I'm in a hurry, to uh, the bright sun shining through on a day that I'm struggling, uh, my reaction to those is much more joyful Um, and much more true, authentic, just blessing, um, appreciating that. Whereas when I'm struggling in my sin nature, um, my reaction feels as though I've somehow earned it. Um, It becomes more of a vindication. So my question for you as we go through the day is, what do you deserve? What do you feel that you deserve? And how is your reaction to blessings and favor, how does your reaction reveal what you think you deserve? Father, as we go about our days today, I pray that you would reveal to us all of the ways that you show us favor beyond what we could ever earn. Father, we thank you that you give us righteousness. You impart the righteousness of Jesus to us. You name us righteous when we are far from it. We thank you that we can never earn it or deserve it, and that it makes the blessings that you've given us even sweeter. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.